Welcome to the Chartered Trading Standards Institute EU Exit Podcast. I'm Paul Evans. In this podcast, updated in January 2021 following the agreement of a deal between the UK and the EU, we'll be taking a look at how travel law will be affected by the UK's exit from the European Union. It goes without saying that UK citizens who travel to Europe are likely to deal with European businesses, whether that means airlines, hotels or car hire companies. Travel law is therefore an area of trading standards where EU exit is likely to have a significant impact, particularly once coronavirus restrictions on travel ease, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. To look ahead to what a post-EU exit future could look like for UK travellers, we spoke with CTSI Lead Officer for Travel, Bruce Trelaw. Bruce took us through the key points of the current package travel and linked travel arrangements and discussed how EU exit could present problems or, in some cases, present an opportunity to improve and clarify some of the existing consumer protection mechanisms. Bruce kicked things off by explaining the Lead Officer role. I'm the lead officer for trading standards on holiday and travel law. My uh, role is very much looking at the new regulations which occurred in 2018. And since then, we've had quite a lot of interest, I think, from business and from travellers, obviously, regarding the rights and how they've changed, which is really what this discussion is going to be about. We had, back in 1992, the package travel regulations, and they were the ones we kept going for some time, but there have been changes in the way that consumers want to book their holidays, which is why Europe decided at long last to change the regulations or into their directive, because they felt consumers were taking different ways or actually using different ways to book their holidays. So they wanted to incorporate different ways that we, you and I, will now book our holidays. So that took a little while to sort out, there were lots of discussions. And back in uh, 2018, we had the regulations implemented over here. The difference between a package and a linked travel arrangement. Now, briefly, to tell you the difference between the two, there are six new definitions, that's the right word for it, under package. A couple of new ones have come into the package. Before I get into briefly explain those, the linked travel arrangements are where you, two different situations, basically, Either you go into a retailer or travel agent, as they're called, and you decide to purchase a flight, we'll say, into that travel agent, buy a flight. Now, once you've decided to buy that flight, you'll pay for it. And then you, without leaving, without leaving that travel agent, you may want to think to yourself, ah, oh, let's have some accommodation to actually go with the flight. So then you'll go back to the travel agent if you wandered around the agency looking at different opportunities go back and say, right, I'd like to put some accommodation with that flight. So you'll pay separately for the flight at that one time you've gone into that agent, which makes it into a linked travel arrangement. So two separate purchases. Now, the same would apply if you went online, which lots of us do nowadays, to purchase that very same situation. You'll go online, you'll perhaps go to an airline website, you'll purchase your flight, as you go through the process, you might come towards the end, the payment page, but it gives you a link to go on to, say, a hotel website to purchase a hotel to go with it. So you're targeted to another website. You pay for your flight separately. You are then linked off to the other website where it gets some accommodation or a hotel. 
And so therefore you're in there. Now, when you're looking around and purchasing, getting to decide which hotel you want, you then decide I have that hotel and then you pay for it, but you pay for it separately. Now, the very simple to understand that's the linked travel arrangement. Now, if I go through, because there's a confusion here between if you're buying a package or a linked travel arrangement online. So let's briefly get to the difference between those two. You now know what a linked travel arrangement is. You have to be on that website and you have to purchase those two separate purchases within 24 hours. So you get onto a website. Now we're looking for a package. Now, the difference between the two, hopefully I'll try and make it as simple as I can. You will go ahead and you'll buy that airline, that flight you wanted. Now, as you go through again, you get to the payment page and they can direct you to a hotel website or an accommodation website. Now, you are then targeted to go to the other website if you agree. If you click on that link, like you would do a link travel arrangement, you'll go through to that hotel website. Now, the difference here is that your name, payment details and email address appear on that new website. So you go through the process of buying that hotel again within 24 hours. But because your details are already on that second website, that makes it into a package with the airline who becomes the organizer because they're the people who direct you through to the other website. So hopefully that's easily understandable. That's the main criteria difference when you're seeing, oh, how my payment details come through? Oh, it must be a package. So it's got to be explained to the consumer exactly why you've got those pre-contract requirements now and the new regulations. It's got to be explained to the consumer that's exactly what they're buying this time. Not a link travel arrangement, but they're buying a package. Businesses themselves are going to have to look very closely, especially within the UK, to how things will be changing, what sort of three key areas perhaps they ought to be thinking about. They're going to have to put new processes and procedures in place when they make their sales in their agencies or independent agencies, which are very important because it could be in an agent, it could be on the telephone or it could be on their website. And you've already heard from what I've been saying is the website purchases could be different, could be a linked travel arrangement or it could be a package and customers have really got to know that. So that's why it's going to be a new uh, process for kind of the actual organizer get to grips with. Secondly, they really need to provide security for the money, as we know in the old regulation, they still had to. But it could be a different way because a linked enforcement agency with these new regulations are ourselves, but also the Civil Aviation Authority. And they provide, as everybody knows, an air travel organizer's license protection, an atoll protection. Now, atoll protection deals with flight packages. So those non-flight packages, let's think of a few cruises, let's think of anyway, where they haven't got a flight involved anyway. So it could be coach trips, talking about coach trips. So that could be something as well. And it would be a problem if when you're looking at non-flight packages, where they're providing that proper bond could be, as I said before, between those three, ABTUR or ABTOT or a BCH, or insurance still is like the old regulation, insurance another method of protecting, insolvency protection, as is the final version of trust accounts. 
And trust accounts becoming more popular at the moment. So must have those three in place if you're looking to help. And then finally, perhaps you'll have to renew the way you deal with contracts with the consumer, but also your suppliers if you're a business, because you want to make sure that in the new regime, you know exactly that if you've got a supplier out there abroad, that they are going to help you be compliant with the new rules whenever you're going to purchase anything, be it a package, be it a link travel arrangement, and be uh, the EHICs and obviously the, the travel insurance. You've got to look at very closely what actually you're buying. And I know it's difficult for a consumer point of view, but you must be very sure about whether that is exactly what you require. And this is partly the reason why in the new regulations, Europe decided that you as a consumer needed more pre-contract information. So you were, they do stipulate in the regulation you need to have certain bits and pieces of information prior to making that decision to purchase. As soon as you have purchased, then the confirmation invoice, as we all know and love, must have certain information in that as well. So amongst other things, it's making sure they've told you what insolvency protection you've got. So it's always worth, with all these elements we're talking about, to read very carefully through to see with it exactly what you require. Or if it's confusing, chase it up before you part with the money. But our sort of key problems in enforcement are not going to change a great deal in as much as now it's going to be simple because the place of sale will be in the UK. We still will be investigating sales taking place over here. It may be they're targeted more often by operators or organisers abroad, but that won't be quite so easy for us to take any action because we don't have that link anymore, which I'm not so sure that would be a particular problem as long as it's made clear to consumers over here that the purchasing should be done over here with UK organisers because they have to comply with the regulations, which will still be in place. Now, they provide very good insolvency protection. It's really explaining, hopefully, that. The link travel arrangement can be made a slightly clearer, if nothing else, over here, because that is a really big issue to explain to businesses and consumers. Oh, business, you're selling an LTA. What does that mean? Consumer, well, you bought one. Well, what does that mean? So we're finding that it's still going to be a problem for enforcement. And in fact, I tried finding out whether we've had lots of complaints for LTAs. But as I said earlier on, the complaints are very much along the lines of not really understanding where the protection is. And certainly when you talk about buying a package online and then buying an LTA online, then having to explain that, did your payment details go with it when you went to that other website? If they didn't, oh, I'm sorry, that's not a package. If they did, oh, it is a package. So there's lots of clarification needed. I think if that is one of our really important things to take away with Brexit, is trying to get clarification. Well, that's it for now. Thanks to Bruce Trelaw for speaking to us and thank you for listening. This episode forms part of a series of podcasts and other materials designed to help trading standards professionals make sense of EU exit. It complements the modules in the CTSI EU exit training portal. Be sure to check out the rest of the podcasts, each of which is themed around a different area of trading standards. More resources are available from CTSI at www.tradingstandards.uk forward slash EU exit. Don't forget to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. Until next time, goodbye.